Wayfeather Media presents Claire Voyaging. Hello. 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 Welcome back after a Thanksgiving week away. Oh yeah, did we tell you we're not going to be releasing an episode during Thanksgiving? Whoops. We didn't tell you that. <laughs> we took a holiday break. Mm-hmm. Um, good to be back here, Frank. I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listener, I lost my job a couple weeks ago, and uh, I've been nothing but home and available. And uh, Lauren, very Lauren is here too, and uh, she's <laughs> probably a little sick of me. <laughs> Man, I was not expecting that. I'm sorry. Um, hey, uh, before we get into it today, any updates? Yeah. So um, let's see. I have a fun little Reiki update. I did Reiki for my friend and her mom. Frank bought me a massage table and like sheets and a blanket and aromatherapy spray, like all the things I need if I want to do a house call. So I was like, I need to try this out. So I went to my friend's house, my friend Emily, and did back-to-back Reiki sessions for her and her mom. And it was so cool. I was like, okay, this is this is doable and it's also fun. And And how did they did they like it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like like Emily was like, I feel so much more relaxed and like I I I feel reset. And then her, what? Yeah, Emily, let me just say Emily. Just Emily. Listen, the famous Emily Bolsick, who will be joining us shortly, not today, but in an upcoming episode. Yeah, we have plans. We have big plans. <laughs> and we're, we're getting out of the little studio and we're going to hit the, we're going to hit the streets. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. It's yeah, going to get you'll weird. You'll see. It's going to get real weird. It's going to get weird. And Emily's the perfect person to get weird with us. Yeah. But anyway, it was cool because um, she said she felt like reset. She had been a little like stressed. And then her mom was like, oh, this was actually more like I felt it, that it was grounding. And I felt something a little different with her mom. I, she had said like, oh, I have plantar fasciitis on one of my feet. And Isn't I, that a HIPAA violation? And anyway, I guess we didn't name her. <laughs> well, Anyways, her, her social security number is... <laughs> But so anyway, her her mom was t- t- like talking about like one of her feet hurt, but she didn't tell me which one. And I felt like buzzing energy coming from her feet. So it was really cool because I'm like, okay, that like the, I'm paying attention to what I'm sensing, and then spent more time on one foot than the other. I was like, that one needs. It's like feels. It's the sense of it is like kind of crazy, like squiggly energy or something i can't explain it i know that is a scientific way of putting it um that was really cool and she and i was on the foot that she said she has plantar fasciitis on so that was confirming and um pretty neat and that's my reiki story also i'm signed up for the master level in march it's happening master level with with uh the same same goals yeah, Jules. going back to Jules. Jules Davis out of Redondo Beach. Yeah. Go to healingwithjules.com and 
see when she's doing well, it's obviously when the full moon is, but every full moon, she does this full moon meditation and she sends Reiki to you. And we've done it twice now. <laughs> we try to do it and uh, we have our kids. <laughs> we sure do. It could be more relaxing if you just like create a space that's away from your kids. Or but... if you like say, hey, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll put the kids down early tonight and then they do everything they can to stay up and like be noisy and loud and need everything. And like who needs snacks at eight o'clock? And you're like, I'm trying to meditate. <laughs> it's um, a wonderful <clears throat> meditation. For everybody else. Frank let me do it last time and took one for the team. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm going to do Reiki training with her, the the master level. So I'm excited about that. We'll see if we can get her on the show at some point because we're fans. Yes. Big time. Any other updates? Do we have any new Claire Voyagers? No. If you want to be a Claire Voyager, become part of the, become part of the newsletter team. Uh, newsletter. No, there's no newsletter. There's no newsletter. Come. <laughs> What are we doing? Okay. I've gone off the rails. I might make you edit this. Buymeacoffee.com slash clairvoyaging if you want to. Wow. Compelling. (laughs) I really sold it. Hey, Lauren. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Today is a special story time episode. I'm going to talk about the signs that I get from my brother, Ian, who passed away 19 years ago, but continues to send me signs and messages. And mine is kind of fun. It's it's cool. So it's a story time episode. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not in it. You're not. It's probably better this way. <laughs> I believe we all get little nudges from the other side from time to time. If you're listening to this podcast, you've obviously had them in whatever form they show up for you. My nudges show up in the form of corn from my older brother, Ian. He died when he was 26 and I was 22. This is the story of the corn. When Ian and I were very little, our family members made us eat corn. Corn out of a can. It was, and I still think it is, very gross. It's a little pile of soggy, wet pungent corn. So we sat at the table for an extra hour sometimes, whining and complaining, and I gagged on every single bite. It was disgusting. (laughs) For a few months, Ian and I lived with our Aunt Mary and Uncle Jim, and they would get frustrated with us for not eating our pile of corn. Our Uncle Jim would sing songs about corn. Everybody's eating corn. And it was understood by everyone. Ian and Lauren do not like corn. Got it. It was something that Ian and I bonded over for years. And then one day when I was 12, I was at a barbecue at my aunt and uncle's house. My Aunt Mary said, Lauren, why don't you try corn on the cob? And she explained that it was different from canned corn, tasted much better, especially if it was barbecued, and it was really good with butter and salt. So I tried it, and I really liked it. I told Ian about this new development, thinking, oh, maybe he'd want to try it too. Maybe we could shed our corn hatred together. And united, we'd walk arm in arm through the gates of this new world, where corn on the cob is king, and gagging on canned corn is a thing of the past. No, 
That didn't happen. Ian was very annoyed. He was like, you betrayed us, Lauren. You were the gag. He was so mad at me. (laughs) Suddenly, my anti-corn partner was very let down. So anytime after that, anyone would bring up the subject of corn, Ian would glare at me. He would shake his head and roll his eyes, and he'd usually mutter traitor under his breath. He never tried corn on the cob, but instead he found a way to mess with me. A few months after Ian died, I was a server at a restaurant, and I was about to bring a pizza to a table. It was a cheese pizza, and I noticed a little piece of corn on the side of the plate. So I quickly removed it and handed off the pizza to the customer. A week or two later, a piece of corn was sitting on the edge of a plate of a Chinese chicken salad. Again, I brushed it off. Another week or so later, a piece of corn was sitting on top of a single scoop of plain vanilla ice cream. I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) So as I walked the ice cream over with the corn removed over to the table, I realized, oh my God, it's Ian. And this started happening at random times. I would find a single piece of corn in a Caesar salad, a cup of pea soup on top of a steak in food where it did not belong. And often during times that were important in my life, either during times of grief or sometimes when I'm traveling. And every time it's just one piece of corn. So I eventually started a jar of my corn collections and it currently contains 14 pieces of dried corn. One night in 2010, I was packing for a trip to Nashville and Ian was on my mind all night. I just felt his presence around me and I wanted to hear from him. So I sat down and was eating some leftover pizza and I was wondering if he would drop me a little sign to say hello. I even checked my pizza. I was like lifting up the cheese and just by myself, just laughing like, what are you doing, Lauren? (laughs) Two hours later, I was cleaning and listening to the Beyonce radio station on Pandora. Yeah, this was 2010. A Beyonce song ended. And suddenly a loud metal song started playing and I was like what is happening so I stood up was super confused wondering what the hell is this metal song doing on Beyonce radio I walked over really quickly and changed the song but I noticed the band that was playing and it was Korn I just froze and said uh hi Ian And, of course, immediately called Frank to tell him and suddenly thought, wait, is that what I actually saw? So I felt like I needed to double check that that's what it was. I remembered what the album cover looked like, so I googled corn albums. I found the image really quickly and then I saw the title of the album. It was See You on the Other Side. I literally just sat there with chills and tears and couldn't move. (laughs) So this was 
that was my wildest and most impressive sign from Ian to date. And I always get chills whenever I think about it. The corn signs have slowed down from my brother, but he has done other things to show me that he's always around or given me different signs. One of them is the song Candy Rain by Soul For Real. Do you know it? (laughs) Ian was a big hip-hop and R&B fan. He really liked Candy Rain, (laughs) even if his friends and I made fun of him for it, which I secretly liked it too. So when Frank and I wrote our pilot, Remixed, which we mentioned, I think, in episode one or two, it had a character loosely based on Ian's personality. There were a lot of things inspired by Ian in that story, and we referenced Candy Rain in the script. We made fun of the character whose name was Owen. We said, if I have to listen to Candy Rain one more time in his car. So I was recently told by a medium that Ian would be sending me and my family more signs over the next month or so as like a fun Christmas gift to us. So a few weeks ago, I was in New Orleans for my friend Retta's bachelorette party. I was at a loud bar where a live band was playing tons of old and new hit songs from every genre. And I was talking to one of the girls from the bachelorette party about grief because... I know how to party. And she had recently lost her aunt. She was talking to me about that. And I finished the conversation by telling her to watch for signs from her aunt. And I was saying, my brother has been sending me signs for years. You just have to pay attention. They are always sending us signs and messages. Two minutes later, I was talking to the future groom, Joey. And mid-sentence, I stopped and yelled because the band had started playing Candy Rain. And it was shocking. Like, this is such a random song. It's not something that you hear all the time. I've never heard a live band play Candy Rain. It's so weird. (laughs) So I, of course, like, cried a little bit and ran over and was like, see, this is a sign. This is an Ian song. The next morning, I texted my cousin Jill and her husband, Morgan. Morgan was Ian's best friend from high school, and he married Jill, who is my cousin, but she's also my best friend. So they know the Candy Rain reference. Like, Morgan was our cinematographer for Remixed. We wrote it into the script. He laughed at the script when he saw that in there. It's been a thing. So I told them about what had happened the night before. That same day, Jill and Morgan were driving to a dinner party and Candy Rain played on their Sirius XM radio station. They sent me a picture from their car. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this came on the radio. Later that night, out of nowhere, the host at their dinner party turned on the song Candy Rain and started dancing to it. They sent me a video of him dancing to that song. He was like, Morgan said, look what just happened. Out of nowhere, unprompted, <laughs> the host started playing this song. And it's so ridiculous. The song is cheesy but catchy. And it played three times in 24 hours. All of these events have been enough for me personally to believe that my brother is with me all the time. 
What a story. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I never get tired of hearing those ones. I don't get tired of telling it. So anytime someone's willing to talk about spirits or grief or anything, I'm like, well, let me tell you something. Yeah, the the whole thing with the band Corn is very, very funny to me. It's insane. And I've been there. I've been there for the the kernels showing up. It doesn't make sense. You got one. I did get one. I got one in, when we went to Hawaii. Yeah. It was sitting on top of your fish. I mean. <laughs> that was so weird. I actually checked the menu, remember? Yeah, we were looking for what would have corn even there. Yeah, there was like one lunch item. And we were there for dinner. And I was like, there's nothing on the menu that says corn. Yeah, I got some kind of white fish, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. You know what was cool, too, is the song. So we were in Hawaii. It was like one of our last nights in Hawaii. We went on a, on a date, like got a babysitter in Hawaii. And we were at dinner. And as you found that piece of corn, there was a singer playing, like a singer-songwriter. Oh, right. And he was singing um, In My Life by the Beatles, which is like a really cool, I don't know, it seems like a reflective life song. So... That one got me. You notice the music stuff more than I do, but then that's, you know, the, you've listened to lyrics better than I do too, though. Oh, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of that, it's, there are places I remember all my life, though some have changed. It's actually, there's a lot about, about like places and stuff. So, and what's cool is that Carolyn Swift Jones told me that Ian is kind of like my cartographer. He wants to travel with me. So it's cool that I found corn right before i went to nashville oh right when we were in hawaii he sent that sign from the <laughs> candy rain the band singing that when i was in um, new orleans and i'm sure there's been other things too it's just like really cool yeah i'm sure he likes to get out otherwise we're kind of stuck in newberry park yeah all the time <laughs> i mean a small division he can of, go of, anywhere <laughs> <laughs> he's probably everywhere in multiple, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I feel but like when you, you could be in different places all sure, at the same time. But traveling by yourself, you know, that's it's different than like traveling with your buddies or people you love. Yeah, that's true. And so, a lot of his family and friends live in California. Right. So he's probably like, please go somewhere else so I can yeah. be there with you. Right. And we're just here doing the like domestic thing these days. And yeah, I'm sorry, Ian. We'll do it. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll get out there. So to wrap up the Ian story, you had. We had another uh, event. We did. I'm. I don't want to say the word because everyone's. There's a lot of junk on the internet. But it's go ahead, you, you you say it. Yeah, yeah. You hear the word orb, and uh, you're like, oh, I'm sure it was. But we saw something really interesting on the camera in our kids' room. Okay. Yeah, we have like a mon camera monitors. You know. We had two like kids. Maybe, maybe, two, yeah, baby monitor, whatever. Sharing a room, set up to like night vision, so it's throwing out IR, infrared light. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, um, recently, I was Lyndon. Our son Lyndon was already asleep, and I was putting our daughter Jean to bed, and I was singing to her. And while I was singing to her, I kind of felt a cold presence like behind me. It just felt like. It almost felt like someone was standing behind me listening in while I sang, which was why I wanted to look at the video to see, like, I don't know, something show up. And it didn't record me 
singing. It stopped for some reason, but it showed before I walked in, it was like this orb that was dancing into the room before me. So I've, I'm a lifelong lover of all things paranormal and I've watched shows and all that kind of stuff. Still from a skeptical point of view, I know a lot of the shows throw in bogus content because they need footage. So I've seen a lot of junk, but this, this thing, it's not a piece of dust and it, it moves with like a weird intention. So usually dust like flies by, right? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> our dog dust. is in, if our dog is in the room with the kids or whatever, he shakes, like you can see yeah, just that's, like yeah, dust. That's dust. Yeah. That's a hair. flurry. Yeah. This thing appears to come into the room ahead of you and it looks like it, it stops over Jean, like dips down and then, and flies directly up out of view. Listeners, go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's going to be on YouTube. We'll send a link. We'll put a link in the show notes. It's, you know, look at it from a healthy uh, skepticism, please. Yeah, we tried to, we we looked at it. We were like, is that a reflection? Yeah. It's not a bug. We did a like, lot of debunking. I sent it to a lot of skeptical people. I'm like, what is, can you, this is, what is this? And every person that we sent it to was like, I've watched this 40 times because I don't see it as anything but like something bizarre. It's it's just it's bizarre and also kind of cool. It's pretty cool. So that's our story. So Lauren, yeah. Thank you for sharing that story with us. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me. I'm sure everyone's going to uh, enjoy it very much. I hope so. I did. I always Thank do. You. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. We love you. Thank you for listening. Visit www.clairvoyaging.com for show notes, merch, or just to say hi. If you'd like to support our journey, visit www.buymeacoffee.com backslash clairvoyaging. This has been a production of Wayfeather Media.